you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what's up? James Go here on the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Beautiful Monday, just got done with week nine, pretty much. We don't talk about Monday Night Football because we tape on Monday. Well, By the time you listen to it. I have a bad feeling this Monday Night Football game is going to be bad. Just bad? <laughs> Seattle taking on Buffalo, you don't like this one? Well, Shady's hurt, <laughs> Russ is hurt, Baldwin's hurt. It's oh, it's going to be bad. I mean, we, could, we could skip ahead to Thursday when it's Browns-Ravens. Yeah, buddy, let's uh, go. You mean the Terrence West revenge game? Oh, my God. It is the Terrence <laughs> Okay, I like it. Uh, big time show in front of us here today. Oh, wait, I didn't even introduce the cast of characters. We got the franchise here. What's going on? What up? Uh, WizKid from Wisconsin, Alex Gelhar. What's cracking? Oh, not too much. Just interesting people jumping into my mentions on Twitter today. Not about Ty Montgomery, though, so. Yeah, buddy. Progress. I, I guess Progress. that's a win. That, that's yeah, a win. Dude, that's totally a win. Okay. MP, my guy, Marcus Grant, what's going on? We have I, What? 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 We got we to turn here? this off. This is distracting me. <laughs> so, full, full disclosure, <laughs> as we sit here in the podcast studio, there are three televisions in front of us, yes. and it was on the channel We that, have an in-house feed of Brian Billick's house. Yeah, yeah. the inside Well, because we have it, like, all the remote, like, Billick's remote camera. We have Ian Ian's. Rappaport. Yeah. Who else got a remote? I don't know. Other everyone. Those Billet, are the Billet major. Billet does ones. hits for total access. Right. Right. Tonight. But all three. Oh, Mike uh, Silver's got one. Too. Kurt Warner. All three. Yeah, Kurt Warner's got one. All three of the TVs here in the studio were all on Billick's remote <laughs> camera, and <laughs> he was eating the hell out of some kind of <laughs> he snack. Was, <laughs> he was going to town, but now he was just adjusting for his hit, and it's just too distracting. <laughs> I couldn't focus. Literally reached across my computer to go <laughs> grab, grab this remote to turn off all the TVs. Well, I, I can't. Know. I can't. I cannot listen to you guys <laughs> while also watching Brian Billick do whatever the hell it is he's doing right now. Unbelievable. It's just weird. It's weird. Like the, I mean, I expect him to look over at some point and be like, can you idiots keep it down over there? This he doesn't know anyone's watching. I know, but that's the weird part. He, yeah. Oh, he has to know somebody's right. watching. Right. He knows the camera's on. Right. That's not true. 
Well, I'm sure he doesn't think we're like casually watching. Like, <laughs> but it's funny because you'll walk like, through the newsroom or the blue room sometimes. Yeah, and you'll just see just e, on. You'll just see Ian or Billick sitting there looking at their computers. Sometimes, like, yeah, we just watch Billick eat a snack. Like, yeah, <laughs> we've seen him like get up and stretch before. It's so Cider weird. Access. This is uh, this is this, great. Yeah, uh, great when start to the pod. When everybody wonders how <laughs> wonder, wonderful our jobs are, this is the extra inside <laughs> access. <laughs> yeah, right. Ooh. Oh my gosh! All right, we got a big time show in front of us here today. Uh, we're going to talk about all. Offenses you can't trust. Uh, get to top performers, biggest disappointments as well. Uh, of course, on a Monday, you're going to be setting your waiver wire, or at least you should be anyway. So Alex Gelhar will navigate us through not only your regular waiver wire, but for those of you in deep release, he's got your deep dive waiver wire ads as well. But we start the show. A lot of news today, so let's start it. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Whistles go. Woo! I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Don't watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. I think for me, the big one comes out of Denver. Mike Kliss of Nine News. He's a well-respected, well-known Broncos insider. He reported today on Twitter, quote, running back Devontae Booker took 46 of 56 offensive snaps versus Oakland. Capri Bibbs had nine. The ratio figures to change in Bibbs's favor versus New Orleans. Now, he didn't say Bibbs is going to be the starter, but he is saying here in this tweet that Bibbs should not only get more work, but is going to get more work than Devontae Booker. I want to know the uh, the group's reaction to it uh, beyond the Deke shriek. Do we believe the report? I mean, again, he is – this is not just some Yahoo reporting this, man. Like, he is – Mike Kliss is like a top, the guy. top five beat reporter across all teams, I'd say. 100%. In terms of scoops and trustworthiness and right. insight into the team and things like that. I trust so, this report big time. I trust this report big time, and it bears out. I mean, you put in the rundown, too. Devontae Booker, we were all super excited when he was going to assume that starting role, and he's averaged just 2.62 yards per carry. He has not been good. In his two games since becoming the starter, 29 rushes for just 76 yards, Devontae Booker. I mean, we were stoked about Devontae Booker. And I tell you what, if he was out on your waiver wire, not only were you burning that number one waiver wire priority on him, if you had a fab budget, holy hell. It's like you don't anymore. 50-plus percent. Yeah, right. Oh, easy, easy. I mean, I saw him go for 100 out of 100 in a league that I was playing in. Mm -hmm. It was craziness. I I, I tweeted that I thought this was a fantasy red alert, and I had a friend of the program, uh, one of the guys who, like, helps run all this podcast stuff, Johnny Buttons, uh, talking to me on Twitter. He's like, I don't think it's a red alert. And I was like, dude. This is taking a guy who we assumed had a featured workload in a right. run-first team yeah. and now saying he's going to get out-snapped by Capri Bibbs. Right. Like, neither – when he and, and Anderson were splitting work, like, yes, they had productive games, but it wasn't as trustworthy as, as Booker being a featured guy is. So now right. we're going to almost have to wait and see how this bears out against New Orleans. Yeah, you just never want to – it's never good to, to have a running back go from a potential, you know, 20-touch, like, locked-in every week role to being a split backfield. And I think Gary Kubiak's quote comes in – this comes from Cecil Lamb. He said, I think we're gaining confidence in Cabri Bibbs. Booker's not doing anything wrong. We just need to find more room. So, I mean, that definitely speaks to a potential committee. And look, I mean, C.J. Anderson had some of these weeks too. Right. When, like, not only was he splitting work with Booker, but even when he was the feature back, he was having some of these, like, you know – sub three yards per carry games because this is a one of those offenses it's really easy to know how to defend it they're based on the run game and they don't have a particularly scary quarterback back there to, to Devonte booker's defense this game script went 
way out of favor for him from the get-go. Like, the Raiders went up early. But the Broncos here, tried to pass early, too, and then got down more. Which is so. just a bad idea. But, like, on paper, heading into this game, it was yeah. a really good matchup for Booker. The The Raiders were allowing 125 rush yards per game right. heading into this game. So I mean, they take on New Orleans. You can't ask for a better matchup. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Duwan well, Harris. But we thought that against the Raiders, too. Right. True. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't ask for a better matchup. And I think – I think you know, what we yeah, I think we've all fallen into this trap occasionally. Um, I mean, look, maybe this is different. I, I looked at, for instance, Sharkandrick West on Sunday, and we all looked at that and thought, okay, well, he he plugs in for Spencer Ware. There's going right. to be volume. He's going against a Steeler defense that had been kind of shaky against running backs. So hey, all of the Sharkandrick West that yeah. was the the prevailing thought during the week. Obviously, it didn't happen, and it just kind of makes you rethink that. Hey, sometimes. There's a reason a guy is lower on the depth chart, and it's yeah. not necessarily a plug-and-play situation. It's it's a little different with Booker in the sense that there had been a lot of talk. You know, the, the one of the themes on draft day was that immediately he became the best running back on the Broncos roster. So I think a lot of people believed in his talent, but again, he hadn't had a lot of work, and to all of a sudden make him the workhorse, maybe maybe we got too far ahead of ourselves there. Here's something of a subsidiary question just before we get out of this this point of the topic too. Is it time we should give a little bit more respect to the Raiders' defense than just it's, grouping them in with the Saints? Like it's that getting sort better. Of, they know, are they are getting better. Yeah, they're certainly better than what they started out. Like I don't know if we just like it's a it's an automatic everybody but in the pool game when you face the Raiders at this point. They did have a lot of free agents that I think might be gelling now. Yeah, that's a very good point. This looks more like the defense we expected off the bat, not a defense right. that was you know thirtieth well, or lower in basically every statistical category. After the first, the first two, oh, I think after the first two or three weeks, we pretty much pegged them and yeah. just decided that they're just bad, <laughs> and which is fair because they were bad. They but were bad. Khalil Mack, I saw today. I think nobody has no player has more pressures or sacks than him over the last couple of weeks. It might not have been sacks too, but per PFF, so that's interesting. He's been he's been ramping up his production. I mean, he was everywhere last night and two weeks ago. It's so interesting. You start mm. thinking about the AFC West, the defensive lines there, right? Because with Joey Bosa there in San Diego, they're putting a lot of pressure on quarterbacks. Uh, you think about Oakland, Bruce Irvin, Khalil Mack, they're putting some pressure on the quarterback. Now Denver we already know about with their all-star studded cast of, of defensive linemen. Kansas City. Kansas City. Justin Houston. They don't even have Jason Houston, yeah. Hello. He just came off pop. So Interesting. All right, we'll move on. Talk about the New York Jets. Ryan Fitzpatrick sprained his MCL in the loss to Miami. Might have been the ugliest game. Well, was it? God, there were a lot of ugly games. But anyways, uh, <laughs> the Jets versus Miami is certainly an ugly one. Uh, 2015 fourth-round pick Bryce Petty out of Baylor is theoretically next in line, maybe. Ryan Fitzpatrick again dealing with that MCL injury. Fitz leads the league in interceptions with 13. And according to quarterback rating, he is literally, literally the worst quarterback in the NFL. A 67.6 rating. It's the lowest of any starting quarterback. Blaine Gabbert is the next in line with 69.6, but obviously he got supplanted. Brock Osweiler, the next in line after that, 73.1. Not great for Ryan Fitzpatrick. I would imagine Todd Bowles and the Jets move on. No? Uh, Uh, Yeah. yeah. I feel like (laughs) if you listen to the Around the NFL guys, they've been talking about this on their podcast for a couple weeks. Dan Hansis is a big Jets fan. Like The Jets need to see what they have for the future because all these guys are old that they have. They're they're all going to be free agents next year. They want to see what they have invested in Bryce Petty. Why not give him a shot? Hackenberg's there too, right? 
Hack is Hackenberg. Hack is there. Yes, he is. I mean, we sit here and we look at the Jets and we think, oh, yeah, it just seems like why wouldn't you give Bryce Petty a shot? But Todd Bowles hasn't – he hasn't even hinted that this could happen. I mean, the only way you think it would happen right now is if Fitz has an injury that doesn't allow him to get on the field. Yeah. But there's been nothing about – Nothing I've heard or read from Todd Bowles that suggests they are leaning toward Bryce Petty right now. Okay, so forget about the quarterback position because you weren't playing Ryan Fitzpatrick generally anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But what does it mean for somebody like Brandon Marshall who has a bad history of basically just saying forget it and throwing his hands up in the air in losing seasons, in seasons on teams that are going absolutely nowhere. We've seen it happen with Brandon Marshall before. He just takes the season off. What does it mean for Brandon Marshall moving forward? I think because Brandon Marshall has had such a tumultuous history off the field and is very self-aware of that and has talked about his own mental conditions and this, that, and the other, it's kind of hard to say, like, this is what he was in Denver or Miami or whatever because he has certainly been, since he's come to New York, seems to be a very different guy. He's talked about being dedicated and all that. So, I mean, yeah, maybe that looms in the background, but I wouldn't take that into that big of a consideration. The real worry here is, like, that the volume that he's had in the offense has not been able to give him a sustainable floor which with what is the worst quarterback play in the league and that is what's more troubling to me than him potentially you know taking the taking the rest of the year off yeah and what worries me is it's not going to get better either if they switch to one of these young guys like Bryce oh, yeah. Petty's a no quarterback way. that learned how to read a blitz from Madden and Hackenberg right. is a quarterback <laughs> Hackenberg is a quarterback whose knock against him coming out of college was he's bad at football yeah like, <laughs> literally the negatives was bad Game bad tape. game tape. Right. That seems bad. But <laughs> it's not good. Look, it's easy, I think, for, it's a lot easier for us or for other writers to sit here and be like, they should, you know, figure out what they have in Bryce Petty. But as an NFL team, you can't go out there and get your get your you know what stomped in again and again and again, like and go twenty four to nothing, you know, at right, the right. for the rest of the way. You can't be completely un- wins, uncompetitive. Wins keep jobs. Right. You just saw yeah. like Thomas Dimitrov, who many thought might be on the hot seat or whatever right. in Atlanta. Extension, that baby. team started winning, and look at that. He yeah. he turned it around. So if Todd Bowles and the coaching staff think that Ryan Fitzpatrick, even a hobbled one, is their best chance to win. He's going to keep starting. I mean, I guess I guess the point is, and that's the reason why I put in the the quarterback rating. I mean, I don't know if it can get worse. It can always <laughs> it can always be worse. <laughs> always. If there's one thing, right. if okay. there's one thing I feel like I've learned from the NFL is it is it can always get worse. I, I would like to point you back to that Josh Freeman Monday night game when he played for the Vikings. Holy hell. Ugh. It can always get worse. All right, James. there you go. Let's go to Washington. Running back Rob Kelly is holding on to that starting job. That, according to head Woo-hoo. coach Jay Gruden, he told reporters Matt Jones would have to quote earn his job back. So there you go. Uh, Jeremy Macklin left the uh, game. Yes, yeah, real quick to ch- chime in on this. Uh, Rob Kelly like wasn't didn't light the world on fire in London no. or anything. But I, wrote I thought about he this. played. I thought he played with a lot of passion and fire. Though. He did, and they said he he ran super hard, which the line liked and the coaching staff liked, and it bore out in his stats too. The things that were dogging Matt Jones. This is per a good ESPN article. I forget who wrote it, but I, I linked to it in the waiver wire piece. Uh, he did not fumble, obviously, which was Jones's big bugaboo. Uh, right. And his decisiveness and his effort meant he had zero negative runs on his 21 carries hey, last week. Go. I'd also just like to mention the Redskins for running backs have, if not the worst, but one of like the bottom five ske- fa- uh, unfavorable schedules. Oh, is that right? Running backs. Yes. Who do they got? Minnesota week ten. Oh God. Green Bay week eleven. Who's oh, a top boy. run stopping defense in the league right now? Yep. 
at Dallas, at Arizona, at Philadelphia, and then Carolina in Week 15, Chicago Week 16. Yeah, I'm not about the Matt. Ke- I, I mean I, Rob I, Kelly thing, whatever. I mean, just a heads up. I think it's a committee. I think it's a committee backfield on a pass-heavy team. Yeah, no thanks. Well, Chris Thompson obviously is going to work into those passing yeah. now. I just, I just think that given all the injuries and the trash heap that is the running back position right now, we can't turn away from a guy like this who could yeah. be the goal line favorite. Right. It's on, while it is a pass-heavy team, it's still a team that moves the ball a lot and scores a ton of points. Just, so. a, word, just a word of caution. Yeah, just don't. Th- just okay. I would say just don't, don't view crazy. it as like yeah. I've got the, a season saver here. Yeah, yeah, and and with with the coach staff saying Matt Jones will have to earn his job back, that means they're still going to give him burn to earn that job back because that was still a third round pick of theirs that they were really high on. Right Good point. Jeremy, I'll, I'll have fun with all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, Chris uh, Ivory and TJ Yeldon were top 14 backs yesterday, so <laughs> don't come wow. at me about complaining about Rob <laughs> Kelly right now. Holy. Anything is possible. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy Macklin left the game uh, after one series against the Jags. He re-aggravated his groin injury. Andy Reid says he's day-to-day, but did admit that Jeremy Macklin could miss more time. The Kind of the season disappointment, season-long disappointment for Jeremy Macklin. Sad. Mm. Continues. Know what this means. What does it mean? Bird alert. Bird alert. <laughs> <laughs> Does it mean Bertolucci? Hey, listen. yeah, it did yesterday. I Bert. mean, Alex Smith is coming back, right? I mean, because uh, that's gonna that's gonna pour cold water on all of your fires right there. I mean, thanks, Jeremy, thanks, Marcus. Marcus, I, who who peed in your Cheerios? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, I think Jeremy Macklin is a really talented wide receiver. He is. And, he's a good football player and has a chance to be a big play guy, but he's got a quarterback that basically keeps him on a route leash. I mean, like you can't run down the field if your quarterback's not going to throw it to you down there. So that impacts him. It impacts Albert Wilson, Chris Conley, uh, you know, Stephon Page, if he decides to come out of retirement and play for the Chiefs again. Like nobody's getting the ball downfield (laughs) from Alex Smith. Who is Stephon Page? Stephon Page was a very good wide receiver for the Chiefs in the 80s. (laughs) Okay, well, it was before the 80s. The more you know. It was before I was born. Doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) Good point. Yeah. In Atlanta. Tevin Coleman was seen practicing Monday in a very limited capacity. He was I uh, thought I saw he didn't practice. Uh he was working doing light work on the side field. Wrong. Okay. <laughs> so he was like painting the rest of the team practicing or <laughs> I don't know what that means. I just read the report. I wasn't there. Tevin Coleman doing light work on the side field at practice Monday. Whatever that tough, means. Tough crowd. He's been working with a hamstring injury. We don't know what his availability will be for Sunday, but we'll keep an eye on it. Mike Evans was practicing Monday. He was in the concussion protocol after Thursday. Uh, all signs point to him being a go on Sunday. All right, we'll stay with Tampa Bay. Doug Martin mispracticed again Monday. This is a surprise. Doug Martin, I think most folks would have assumed that he would be back. Uh, he's been dealing with a hamstring injury that's kept him out since February. Uh, <laughs> Jacquez Rogers still in a walking boot. I think they have 14 other running backs that are injured. Anton Smith went to IR today. Yep. Holy Sick. hell. It's Peyton Barber and Mike James, baby. Let's go. February might be my favorite coism. Oh. Yes, it's a good one. I took that from two chains. Oh, oh. <laughs> why would you even credit that? I w- I <laughs> Just take it. the credit. Okay, fine. Uh, Doug Martin <laughs> doesn't look like he's going to play again, which is this is insane. Just two days ago, uh, Coach Dirk Cutter said he was hopeful Doug Martin could play in Week Ten. This is crazy. So, Wait, how long has he been gone? Long enough. since Week Two. Since I mean, week he left two? in Week One. Yeah. He's been gone with a hamstring injury for two months? Well, then he got setbacks. Yeah, he had a setback. Oh, my God. This is craziness, dude. It's pretty wild. Yeah, he played week two, and that's it. Thanks. So the Bucks play 
This is crazy. At home against the Bears in Week Ten. All right. If Peyton if Peyton Barber is going to theoretically be the starter, all right, that's a really good spot. Is yeah. it? I mean, it's going to be. A, I don't think either one of those teams is going to run away from the other. All right, it should be a competitive, close game potentially. The and the Bucks playing at home should make them probably the favorite in that game. And running backs on at a, on a home team that's going to be favored is 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 an appetizing little situation. Tampa Bay's been moving the ball pretty good too. So. Right. Yeah. So there you go. For what that's worth. I don't know. If it'd be <laughs> Peyton Barber, babe. Let's go. Is Mike James going to be a danger zone play? Maybe. I don't might have to be. All right. Sheesh. All they got left. <laughs> 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 All right, let's talk about Sunday night. I, by the way, I cannot believe Capri Bibbs, who was formerly on the danger zone, did nothing in the danger zone week, decided to explode yesterday. Don't you have like a two-week cushion? No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> and I also can't believe I've actually seen extensive game tape of Capri Bibbs at Colorado State. Oh, you've been like on purpose? CSU scouting? Yeah. Well, because of is danger he, zone. So, so is he good or? No, yeah, I think he's uh, he's a legit player. I mean, it's he's small though. I mean, he's you know five eight two oh five or two ten or something. It's like squat. He's, there's nothing good small running backs. I mean, I guess, but uh, you know, again, if we're asking a guy to be you know one cut system dude, five that just doesn't. Man, Ray Rice yeah. was like five nine. MJD, I mean, we're all taller than him around here, so. Oh, he, yeah, he was like five Ooh. seven, but also like two twenty. Like right. he, his lower half was just on tree trunks. Anyways, we're getting whatever. S- aside from point, you know who's not five nine is Latavius Murray. Holy hell, he's, he's a, a large man. person. He's, he's a man. large human being. Sunday night football. Let's react to it. Uh, Latavius Murray, one hundred fourteen rush yards, three touchdowns. He had a long. 42. Wow. Uh, quite frankly, I thought he looked great yesterday against uh, what was supposed to be a terrible matchup against the Denver Broncos. Why don't the Raiders give him more touches? I don't know. He had 20 carries last night. His other really big game a couple weeks ago against the Jaguars, he had 18. He didn't have the yardage, but he did have a couple of touchdowns. And it's just, you know, we all sat here on Sunday night. We sat in the office uh, finishing up our, our work for the day and watched the start of that game. And the Raiders, their first three plays, they had three different running backs. Yeah. And it just doesn't make sense. Makes Why would you do that? You don't get anybody in a rhythm. You don't get anybody comfortable. None of that happens. And so finally on, you know, finally on Sunday night, they give Latavius Murray 20 carries. They were still able to get a lot of work for DeAndre Washington. They were still able to get work for Jalen Richard. But you right. established a lead running back, and he rewarded you with 114 rushing yards and three touchdowns. Why can't we? Why can't we have this every week? Why? Why won't they let us have good things? I was gonna say, didn't it feel like as the game went on though, like they tried that three three man running back rotation, and then one guy took the took the ball and ran with it literally. Yep. And doesn't it feel like that's like okay, somebody like kind of throwing everything at the wall, and then when one guy sticks, they go with that guy. Hopefully, that's what we see going forward. I don't know. <clears throat> you talk about Latavius Murray even getting twenty carries. Still, you look at the rest of the team; they all combined for nineteen rushes as well. So, I mean, it's still, at best, it's Latavius versus everyone else in a committee. You know what I mean? 20 carries versus 19 for the rest of the running backs? It's like, uh, yeah, that means he's still got more than 50% of the carries. That's true. I have to wonder if this wasn't a case of the Raiders having done some self-scouting a little bit, though, too. I don't know if any of you guys read Mike Silver's piece last night about it, but he talked to Donald Penn, and they talked about how, at one point, they ran the same running play 10 times in a row. Nice. Because that left side of the line with Donald Penn and Coleccio similarly, I think Penn plays in left, I'm pretty positive, You're was correct. just manhandling the Broncos' defensive line. And Penn talked about how it like, took their will away. So they, they pay a lot of money for Coleccio similarly, and they got Donald Penn too, and maybe this is a case where they're like, hey, we can do some things good, and they start to, to pound it away with Latavius Murray. I mean, we don't know for certain, but this is certainly a good sign that uh, Murray could be coming into at least more of a 
60% share of these backfield that would opportunities. Be great. That would be nice. That and he be is their favorite goal linebacker, as we had 100%. seen earlier in the year. I mean, I put this in Slack this morning. It was hilarious because Murray has like 330 yards on the year, but eight touchdowns. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, the, that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, coming into this week, though, it's not like he'd played particularly well, especially early in the year. He hadn't really been an efficient runner or anything. No. He'd just been buoyed up by touchdowns. Yeah. Yep. But for the Raiders' sake, like, I picked against the Raiders uh, on our pick'em show because it was like I didn't think they had a counterpunch to Denver being so strong in the secondary, but Murray was that counterpunch. So it would make sense going forward, especially if they want to be more than just a high-flying passing team, to establish a running game. So hopefully this is a thing of a sign of things. We've seen this formula too work for a team like Dallas where their defense is not good. I mean the personnel on their defense not great, but they mask a lot of their deficiencies by being able to grind the clock, run the ball, uh, you know, Pro Football Focus graded Oakland's offensive line as the second best in the NFL behind the aforementioned Dallas Cowboys. Why not run it? Yeah. Why not take the air out of the ball a little bit and save your defense a yeah. bit? You know, especially against the Broncos who have a great pass defense. Mm-hmm. They just kind of, you know, makes a lot of a couple teams have a couple teams have done about this. I tweeted this about the Saints too. The first 7 weeks of the year they had a 42 to 58 run pass split. The last 2 weeks both wins 50-50. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Nice. Interesting. A couple right. a couple cool stats from Next Gen Stats before we get out of here about Please. the Raiders. They ran a league leading 48.7% of their plays with six offensive linemen averaging 5.9 yards per play. Wow. Um, from wow. those packages and Latavius Murray had a league high 16 rush attempts against eight plus defenders in the box. With 94 yards and all three touchdowns. So it can be done. Yes. It can be done against a stacked box. Interesting stuff. Uh, nobody else did anything in this game. I mean, Jordan Norwood, Capri Bibbs yeah. were the only other touchdowns for Denver. Uh, yeah, Cooper with, didn't do anything. Crabtree didn't do anything. With the number of PI calls putting the ball at the one-yard line, it just kept going to Murray instead of like having those red zone Seth Roberts or <laughs> Michael Crabtree targets. <laughs> Nobody did anything. It was crazy. And Derek Carr only had seven points, too. He had no touchdowns. Yeah. He had less than 200 yards passing. It was ridiculous. Uh, I did want to talk about this stat that I just saw today. Uh, guys, I looked at the numbers. Ooh. Ooh what, what do they, they tell you? Yeah, what they, they tell say? me this, that Denver has allowed the fourth most Rush yards per game. Interesting. 128.6 rush yards per game. I, I throw this out to you guys. Is it time? We're nine weeks in now. Is it time to rethink how we view that matchup? Because I think on paper, without having looked at any of the stats, you would say Denver, I don't want to touch that. Uh, if I have a running back, it's a bad matchup. Right. But right now they're allowing the fourth most rush yards per game. Is it time to rethink how we think? I mean, about Denver's rush. I don't want to toot the strongholds horn here, but we kind of been on, we've kind of been on this for a few weeks talking about how they they had been giving up a pretty solid yards per carry clip, and that running backs like even including Melvin Gordon, who hadn't been that efficient, and other ones had gotten over on this defense because that was its one the one chink in its armor is the pass defense was so stout the teams were able to run through the middle on them. But yeah, I, I haven't been terrified of starting running backs against Denver so far, and especially with Derek Wolf getting injured. I'm not going to be scared about starting running backs against them moving forward. I think it also has to do with Denver's uh, bad offense. I think they led the league in three and outs or something mm-hmm. going right. into last yeah. night. Yes, so right. like when you're giving the ball to the other team that often, the, the, the rushing yards against are going to rack up. 
Yeah, they're not able to run away and have other teams chase them. Right. Games are competitive. I like it. All right, let's talk about offenses you can't trust. We'll go to Minnesota. They're the second lowest in the league in terms of rush yards per game. They average only 72 rush yards per game. Dude. No. Not good. Jarek McKinnon was a huge disappointment yesterday. No. He had eight eight yards (laughs) and seven (laughs) carries. No. No. He also has – I mean, to be fair, he was coming off. Wasn't 100%, but Ronnie Hillman led Minnesota's backfield last year. Ronnie Hillman. He's back, yo. But Rhett Rhett Ellison got the touchdown, (laughs) yo. Sick. Uh, he's a tight end, by the way. We have we've, so we've had two tight end rushing touchdowns. That's good. Yeah, Kobe Flaner had Great. one. Red Ellison has another one. Pack twelve, yo. But okay. uh, anyways, oh, uh, that's right. Pack twelve, Aside yo. from yeah, Stefan Diggs. Yeah, maybe Kyle Rudolph. Oh, I'm st- I'm, uh, I'm still a hundred percent in on Diggs. But by I, the way, did Diggs have the most disgusting game ever? Thirteen I mean, catches, fourteen targets, thirteen catches, eighty yards. That's Is, that's what? ridiculous. <laughs> what the hell is that? That's the most disgusting. That that is a straight Julian Edelman game. That is stupid. But listen, How do you have 13 catches for 86 yards. That's dumb. But I think this is what the Vikings need to do going forward. I tweeted out Sam Bradford's next gen stats passing chart. He had the third lowest average time to throw in the NFL in Week Nine, and I think that is a direct adjustment from having Norv Turner out as the offensive coordinator and Pat Shermer in. Thank I think God. they're going to look to get the ball out quicker because they can't pass protect. I mean, right. we know that. they. I think they might have the worst pass protecting line in the NFL right now. Probably. So I think that's probably just as gross as it is for fantasy. I think that's what they need to do in order to you know put offense on the field and move the ball slowly down the field. They're not going to have Sam Bradford taking those deep shots on the post route that they had right. Stephon Diggs doing. So I think Diggs is still a really good floor play. Every week, I don't know if he has access to the same ceiling he showed in week Bro, one and it, two. Bro, is Diggs a more athletic Julian Edelman movie? No, 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 no. I don't see, and I, I know that there was a lot of like, oh god, is are they going to turn Diggs into Jarvis Landry? And like, please God, no. You watch what you say. D- Diggs is such a is such a better player, <laughs> but I think that that's what they need to use uh-huh. him as right now. I mean, it's just a ton of short routes. I think his average depth of target was three yards down the field. Oh, my wow. God. Yes. Oh. Well, like, <laughs> we, so we talked about this with, speaking of Landry, because he only had three catches for 33 yards. We were talking about this Sunday night, how that offense has changed fundamentally. Now that they have a ground game, they don't right. need yeah. to use Landry as an extension of the running game. Minnesota has no ground game, so they're using Diggs as an extension of the running game. That's yep. disgusting. And Diggs also played, I think, if it wasn't a season-high percentage of his snaps in the slot, it was close to it. So. All right, so we trust no one in the Minnesota backfield. No. Nope. Uh, and maybe just digs in the passing game? Kyle Rudolph. Kyle, Kyle Rudolph. Rudolph in matchups? Listen. Yeah. Okay. CP would have had a he touchdown. He dropped that touchdown. Stop. If he had some hands. Stop. Nah, man. He's a thing. He is yeah. a thing. He's involved. He played the second many, most snaps of the receivers. He's involved. How many targets did he have? He, he had six, six or seven, I think. That's not bad. No. no. He's a it. fine. He's just, just this is just recent reaching back to the okay. past. Oh but man, I mean, he Get has turned into a usable NFL player. Okay, yeah. for for fantasy, yeah. like there, he had had a couple of touchdowns in back to back games going into yeah. this. And spot. he's been he's had a decent yardage floor. So if you put him in the flex, you know you're going to get a few points, and you hope he doesn't you know doink the touchdown off of his hands. But he might are always. We, are, are we are we also going to get to the point of the podcast where you try to sell me on Ruben Randall? Stop. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Well, for one, Ruben Stop. Randall's not on NFL Ruben, roster. But, uh, I, and, but and I have but never see, stumped think, Ruben think Randall. About, How think dare you? Think, you see where I'm going with this, but, though. But this is don't be stubborn. This this is what's happening on the field. Agreed. And listen, you talk about extension of the running games, you know, 
getting the ball out quickly. That's all the little CP the on those worthless bubble screens. Him, man. Yeah. All I'm saying is <laughs> the, the gaps to the guy, he's a useful NFL player now as opposed to just a complete joke. They're, the smirk on Harmon's face and just the overarching scowl on MJ's <laughs> face. Well, again, Marcus. I love it. Marcus I has, absolutely, this is what I live for. Marcus had some peach Cheerios this morning. <laughs> yeah. He's good salty. Uh, Miami's pass game in offense, you can't trust. The four, fourth lowest pass yards per game in the NFL, just 218 passing yards per game, especially with Jay Ajayi trucking right now. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. Miami's pass game, I don't know if you could trust it. Jay nope. Ajayi had three nope. receptions, which tied for the team lead with Jarvis Landry. Holy hell, the one team other, lead? One other player yesterday. The yeah. team lead, three receptions? Say that, it again. That's correct, yes. Oh, good God. I mean, I think that <laughs> God was Dominique of- Jones also had three. Oh, and Jarvis Oh, Landry. my God. He had a touchdown. Dominic. He had a touchdown. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah right. buddy, let's go. One of the best <laughs> tweets from the fantasy handles on Sundays when some random player scores and Marcus puts his profile picture. Like, this is Dominic Jones. He's a <laughs> yeah. Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Have you seen this he's, man? He's oh, not on your fantasy roster. But he did just Dominic. score a touchdown. <laughs> but I think that Gelhar's point that he just made, what we were talking about yesterday, oh, was like that, yeah, for years, because they've either never wanted to or have not been able to establish a run game they've used Jarvis Landry in those sort of you know really short intermediate dump off routes especially drags and slants over the middle of the field you don't have to do that now that they have one of the best running backs in the freaking NFL in their field there with Jay Ajayi I mean the (laughs) offensive line is not pass protecting well that much but they are run blocking really well they're doing great they found a team identity they've also scaled back their use of three wide receiver sets their use of up-tempo passing and I mean this is how they're winning right now is with Jay Ajayi so I don't think we can expect to see Jarvis Landry who rattled off double-digit targets in every game in the month of September I don't think we see that from him right. as much to and forward. The, the thing is too they're not pass protecting great but this new offensive focus is keeping Matt uh, Matt Ryan Ryan Tannehill upright I was writing about this in uh, streaming defenses which will be up a little later today he took 17 sacks uh, over the first five games he's been sacked twice over the last three wow that's and, O-line improving and two of his Th- uh, two of his like five highest passer ratings have come in the last three weeks as well. His top one and his second highest can, one. Can I just say, I know like it was a bad week for streaming quarterbacks and everyone was on Ryan Tannehill as a top streaming quarterback and I understand the logic behind it all. All right. But like... But he's still I, Ryan I Tannehill. Could, he's still Ryan Tannehill. Like, have you <laughs> seen him play this season? <laughs> he's, not, he's he's just not good. And he had he's bad. Mike Glennon had nine points. Ryan Tannehill had nine point six six points in four quarters. Mike Glennon played like true? two drives on Thursday night. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill actually, had nine points. I actually saw a great yeah. stat that um, I know exactly what you're about to say. That, that what I'm saying that actually Atlanta has given up eleven top twenty four quarterback performances in nine games. <laughs> because of the, the oh. because of the Cam Derek Anderson one, oh, wow. and then because of the oh. Winston one, and that was and that was from that was from Brian Malone of Dynasty League yeah, Football yeah. and, and Rotoviz, and he did add the caveat that Glenn and Mike is probably going to get, get passed bumped. up tonight. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's let's, still let's hilarious. Use it while it's good, I, like I get it. I get the Ryan Tannehill streaming thing. It was a bad week, but just. Let's I, just stop with the Ryan uh, Tannehill. Yeah, like, right. no. But it's at no. this point that this all, passing offense has no upside. Yeah. Devontae Parker's hashtag bad. It's all and, and he still's got He's hurt. also injured. Yeah. Parker's injured. But, right? the, but they've even said, the coaches have even said, like, he needs to learn how to play when Winter. not 100%. Yeah, that's probably true. All right, there you go. Um, I, I, it's just it's scary for me to think about Jarvis. There's a lot of people who have Landry. 
All right. He was yes. the one guy in that offense that I kind of trusted yes. for most of the year. And I think a lot of owners right now hearing this might be freaking out because what can you really do? He doesn't have a lot of trade value because he's had so many bad games. Uh, you basically just ride him on the pot. I mean, uh, you got to hold him, put him on the bench for now. But the Gase was quick to come out after the game and say three catches is unacceptable for Jarvis Landry. Yeah. So even though they're going to be more run focused, I think they know they need to get their top playmaker involved okay. and not rely on like last second kickoff return touchdowns. <laughs> To win games. All right, there you go. Let's go to Baltimore. Baltimore is in the bottom third in terms of passing, but they're also the fifth lowest in terms of rushing, 81 yards per game. <sighs> well, <laughs> I said Terrence West would be a good play in this game. Yes, yes. On paper, coming into this game, everything was set up right against the Steelers' defense that had okay. been gashed by running backs. I'm sorry to everyone. <laughs> Come at wow. me. I can't predict somebody, the future. Somebody give but, Matt a... Uh, Goodwill hunting, it's not your fault. The big, it's not the, your fault. The big, I, I'm behind the glass, so I can't yes. touch him. The big takeaway him. here is that Kenneth Dixon actually had more volume, he like played. people were talking about. He played more. He did leave the game with an injury, I believe. Chest contusion, but, but it wasn't serious. Weren't you telling me a stat, Gelhar, about uh, the overall rushing attack for Baltimore? What was it, like under two yards a carry? Well, they each only had 1.4 yards per carry yesterday. 1.4 oh, yards? Oh, yeah, it was, it was just a carry. It was horrible. I think Dixon had 1.44 and West hit 1.4 on the nose. Holy hell. That is bad. Yeah, uh, they had, yeah. But to be fair. 40 yards on, I don't know. Oh, good guy. 24 carries. The Steelers got Casey Hayward, or what's his name? Cam Cameron? Cameron Hayward? Yeah, Cameron Hayward. Right. Casey Hayward. Oh, he's the cornerback. Cornerback for the Chargers. Chargers. Yes. Too many Haywards. Uh, anyways, he came back for the Steelers last week, and, and that's a big difference. Oh, like, yeah, for that defense. Like, that's why they were getting gashed right up the middle, because okay. Hayward's one of the better run stoppers in the NFL. So I think the schedule going forward for, for the Baltimore backs is actually pretty good. I mean, they get the Browns, they get the Cowboys, they get the Bengals, they get the Dolphins in the next four weeks. So, I mean, I think that this might actually be a pretty decent buy opportunity for the Baltimore backs, because the offensive line is healthier now for both backs or is there a, a back in particular you would fit well i think they're going to both be a factor i think it'll be kind of like what we would expect that both of them will get you know some rush attempts i think dixon's probably the better pass catcher but west saw more targets yesterday so i think it'll pretty much just be an even split until one of these two runs away with it should we just trade for for terrence west now and get that cleveland revenge game out of the way oh man that's hell a good yeah. idea oh hell yeah you should thursday night football totally do it yeah. but i mean i mean listen revenge game narratives aside yes. like Cleveland is a JV <laughs> squad right now. I mean, uh, their defense is bad. It's unbelievable. And their rush defense in particular is, is very bad. Very, very, very bad. bad. Let's talk about Houston's pass game, shall we? Do we have to? Uh, yeah, do third, really, though. Do no. to? Third lowest pass yards per game. This is a pass attack that has New Hopkins, Will Fuller, uh, a lot of well, high-round traffic. CJ Fedorowicz. <laughs> less than 200 yards a game. For They're less than 200 yards a game, and they are the third lowest. That means there are two teams that are worse. Uh, right. Womp womp. <laughs> uh, look, Will Fuller's hasn't isn't practicing again right. with an injury. He's day to day. I know we've I think we've discussed this before, and uh, Marcus and I discussed it in separate portions on the couch on Sunday. But I think DeAndre Hopkins is is okay. He's a hold. He's not going to be what he once was. But no. you can keep keep him around. And uh, CJ Fedorowicz is is going to be a fine play. But like. You can't play Brock, and you're certainly going to be worried. You're kind of you're kind of banking on on TDs a little bit there, but I don't know. It's craziness. It's absolute craziness that they spent that kind of money on Brock Osweiler. Think about it. They they have 
they have a guy in Jalen Strong they spent a third round pick on. Braxton Miller's a first round pick. Will Bra- Braxton Miller's a third round. A uh, third round pick rather. Uh, uh, Will Fuller's a first round pick. How is this the third lowest pass yards per game? They also, I mean, they Doesn't don't make sense. They don't throw the they don't want to throw the ball all that much. I mean, when they won in when Detroit came to their game, their their house in uh, week 8 before their bye, I mean, they only threw the ball 29 times. That's the script they want to play on, too. Okay. They don't want to which is they added a lot of playmakers and they want to spread the ball around. I mean, they telegraphed it going into this year that they didn't want to pummel DeAndre Hopkins with 12 to 15 targets oh, sure. every, every game, but oh, like Oh, sure. It's it's ineffective in those short spurts because they're quarterback. But Matt, yeah. we're talking about totally different expectations. Like you're saying, like okay, that like they want to oh, spread no, the ball yeah. around. But I mean, you can't be the third lowest in the NFL no, well, that's with those playmakers. Impossible for sure. It's I mean, crazy. I'm saying they don't. Obviously, you can. <laughs> Obviously, you can. <laughs> Obviously, right? they're doing it. Oh I'm, my god. I'm just saying, like I don't think that they want to be a high flying pass attempt offense. So we already know that the volume is not going to be there. So in right. order for these players to matter for fantasy, fantasy right. they'd have to be hyper efficient, yeah. and they're not going to be that with Brock Osweiler playing like a scared kitten at the quarterback. But here's position. the problem: they yes. may not want to be a high volume pass attack but look at look at Osweiler's pass attempts week to week okay 35 33 41 37 42 39 41 29 yeah he's throwing the ball a lot lot. so whether or not they want him to be that guy he's being forced to be that guy I mean yeah there's a couple blowouts in there too though like when they when they when they got blown out by New England, but part of that he crossed forty. But attempts, part of those same. blowouts are because he can't oh, move I know. the offense to start the game, and then they fall behind. No, for exactly. sure. Amazing. I'm just saying I don't think they want to be on that script where he's throwing forty times a game, Good. and it's in evidence wow. by the fact that those three games where he did, they got blown out by the Patriots, the Vikings, and the Broncos. All right, let's wash this horrible taste out of our mouths. Thank wait, you. wait, real quick, wash. I feel like we should talk about Jacksonville's <laughs> offense. Oh, please. The rush it, game is uh, bad. And the pass game. <laughs> and the pass game is not much better. wasn't bad yesterday. <laughs> true, those running backs <laughs> did get going a little bit, kind of. That's they both true. had fumbles. Well, so they got I that mean, going for them. But, hey, uh, Chris Ivory had 100 yards. True. Fumbled at the goal line. Would have been a much different fantasy day if he actually scored that touchdown. I wasn't sure he fumbled that either. It was a very controversial replay review. Uh, I think it looked enough like he fumbled that they called it that on the field, and then they didn't have enough evidence to. Yeah, it was kind of blocked because they said, didn't they say that stands? It wasn't confirmed. Correct. But anyways, like it was great. A Rob still getting pummeled with targets and got into the end zone, but like, man, the Julius Thomas is not looking good. He's no. not. He's not playing as often as he was in the past. Nope. This running game shrug emoji. Right. Like. Bortles, no. Yeah, I mean, I think you're playing Robinson based off volume, and that's, and that's about it. That's about it. Alan Hearns is in the concussion protocol. Marquise oh, Lee there, leads a team in receiving. Like, Marquise Lee there, is consistent. There has been a pretty equitable split, at least when it comes to receiving yards. Hearns has 443. Lee and Robinson each with 442. So it's it's about as even as you can get in wow. terms of receiving yards in that group. That. That's interesting. <laughs> Bummer, man. Like Robinson hasn't hasn't gone over eighty receiving yards all freaking season. Is that true? That is oh, true. God. So that, all right, well, that is a fact. As, as we get out of here, guys, let's just have some peaceful music, <laughs> a little fantasy therapy session. <laughs> Minus that it, it's a long season. It's like the waiting room and, at a spa before uh, you like get a massage or something. And look, yeah. although although I've times never a times might be dark and Ty Montgomery might still be a running back. <laughs> The reason we play fantasy football is to have fun with our friends and <laughs> enjoy watching the game of football in the end. So it's true. Just keep I don't that know in mind. Plays it. Take a deep breath. <sighs> and let's enjoy the rest of the season. Tom <sighs> Brady's back this week, guys. By the way, that's the music that should they should always play when you 
Shed your walking boots. <laughs> <laughs> shed, the wa- shed the walking boots. I like, feel so much like better Brad now. Just like Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie shed, shed their, their, their multi million dollar home. I love it. Okay, there you go. Hell of a thing to shed. All right, let's talk about the <laughs> offenses that you. Oh, no, we already talked about that. Uh, let's talk about. The, <laughs> not again, James! No, Very not professional. Again. No! We just got over this. Uh, God, how much do we pay you for this? Uh, not enough. <laughs> Top performers now from Sunday. Dak Prescott at the quarterback position, 247 pass yards, three touchdowns. He's Heck yeah. great, man. He looks so good. Was against Cleveland, but, you know. Still. That's but fine. he's looked great all Dude's year. bald all year. Making really good and decisions. And plus, his, uh, I think his schedule moving forward also is quite favorable. I really like him. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, 297. Again, short of 300. Meh. F- FYI. Yeah. Three touchdowns. The thi- rush What's weird is that for all the struggles the Packers offense has had the last yes. three weeks, Rodgers has at least given you a good fantasy number. 100%. Yep. Yeah. But it's weird. Like, they showed such a good like a good attack the two weeks going into this game. Yeah. With, and I see Gelhar shaking his head back there. Yeah. You know, with the short, up-tempo, <laughs> quick passing game. And then they went back to that same old BS about just trying to throw deep a bunch. I was writing about this in the Opportunity Report today. He had the second highest air yards, intended air yards, and incompleted air yards differential in the NFL. They just can't go deep right now, but they God look, bless look, them. They look, keep man, when you think you can get Richard Rodgers open repeatedly 15 to 20 yards down the field. You got to do it. Got to do it. You got to do it. Got to do it. What do you have? Ten targets yesterday? I don't know. It made me want to throw up. Get out. <laughs> he got up there though. He got a lot of work. Holy hell! I hope they go back to more of the attack that we saw against the Bears and uh, whoever they played. Falcons. The Falcons, right? When Ty Montgomery and Randall Cobb are healthy. Highlight of that game: the chipmunk on the field. Squirrel. Oh, there? Squirrel. 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 Obviously, not much of a highlight for you. You don't even remember what animal it was. <laughs> what the hell's the difference <laughs> between a chipmunk and a squirrel? Aren't Wait. So what are you uh, talking? Uh, no. no. James no. does not know geography and does not does know, know rodents. Your, your, road, your <laughs> road knowledge. It's very insensitive. Of Whatever. You. Yeah, the chipmunk community is just <laughs> so offended. Man, chipmunk Twitter is going to come at you hard. Dude, you're going to get, you're gonna get squirrels... all kinds of nuts thrown at your head. Because squirrels are, are the worst. Squirrels are a terrible animal. Okay, this but chipmunks are good? Or chipmunks are better? Chipmunks are fine. There's not like a thousand of them running around. I swear to God, my family's dog growing up used to get tormented by the squirrels because those you-know-whats would sit at the edge of the, of the, of the, of the yard, yard and just look at her and be like, What's up? You can't come can't out here. Can't get us. And then they would rummage through the attic, and like, I think they almost drove my dad crazy because you'd hear him like scratching at the walls. Plus, you know, squirrels don't wear full-length shirts and record albums. That's true too. Oh, I, I, I apologize to the chipmunk community. Wait, the full like the full-length shirt. Gelhar was wearing is, one of those this morning. This is going on. <laughs> what? It's going on way too long. Oh, it's going to be an anti-dap. Don't worry. Oh my god. Oh my god. This is great. <laughs> All right, Drew Brees against San Francisco, 323 through the air, three touchdowns. Colin Kaepernick, hey, OFYI, solid matchup, 398. <laughs> 398. Didn't we have scored a de- Big Ben. I was going to say, we had a debate about that on Friday. We right? did. James, we did. air five. Boom. Thank you. Get out of here. To three. be clear, I was in the middle. 398 through the air and two touchdowns. I cannot believe he almost put up 400. Yo, I thought that was a, was I thought that was a typo when I first read that. <laughs> there was sure. there was a lot of yak there. Not that it takes away from his totals or anything, right, but right, right. it wasn't necessarily nah, that's true. That's true. That's It wasn't necessarily that he sat back and carved up the Saints yeah, as true. he dumped it off and the Saints just refused to tackle anyone with the ball. I was going to say cuz he had that dump off to Dewan, right? Had one yeah. to Dewan, he had one to That was like 50 Vance yards McDonald, or something. Oh, went over 100 yards. That's yeah. right. I was looking at the Next Gen Stats packet and apparently Quentin Patton averaged the highest separation at from the nearest defender at the point of the target. 
I love it. In of all receivers in week but, nine. Fun. What is wrong with the NFL? Oh, Vance McDonald also had 84 yards. Yeah, because he had a long, all of it on he had one a long play. Catch yeah. I think it was 76 to the house. Uh, Marcus yeah. Mariota, 313 through the air, two touchdowns, 14 rush yards, and a touchdown Legit. on the ground as well. He's been playing. Well. He gets the Packers next week. He'll be a good good option. All right. Melvin Gordon continues to just put in oh. work. He had almost 200 yards rushing. Oh, my yep. God. 65 through the air. Dude. And he had a touchdown. Yesterday was might have been the best he's looked as a professional. Like, now he did. Now he's getting he, better each and every week, I he feel does. like. Yeah, no, he does. He looks great. Uh, but I will say this. He did show a little bit of wear and tear at the end of that game. Yeah, and he came back and ripped off like I a know. 36 touches will do that to you. <laughs> I know. Right. Jeez. But uh, Kenneth Farrow is there. That is a really I'm, good point. I'm just saying he's there. All right, no. Mark Ingram. Meanwhile, <laughs> no, that's a really because listen. Well, no, it's, he's a solid handcuff, Kenneth Farrow. If they're gonna fine, when you after these bye weeks end and you really have no need for all this bench depth, those are exactly the kind of players you want to add to your roster. Because if Melvin Gordon, you know, God forbid, like week twelve, after seeing thirty six touches, gets an injury. You play Kenneth Farrow in, in your fantasy championship, and you Booyah. Tim, you Tim Hire, Tower the hell out of exactly. It. I just wrote about that in deep dive, like Andre Ellington, Rashad uh, Jennings. Last year was like the running back two the last four weeks. Yeah, yeah. And Farrow yeah, and, and uh, who else did it right up? Chase that into this year. <laughs> Alfred Alfred Morris too are all good guys to own right now because if any of those true workhorse backs ahead of him go down. Plug and play. Yeah, just not future Hall of Famer Paul Perkins. No. Oh, wow. Okay. Mark Ingram, 158 on the ground, had 13 through the air as well. He had a touchdown. But he was in the doghouse. <laughs> I think he's Until back- he ran a hell out of it. Uh, so this was the thing. I- I'd love to see what the backfield uh, split was because Hightower got the had first seven more carries. touches. He had s- who did? Hightower did. Oh, seven he more touches? He had 24 total touches, and Ingram had 17. If you take away the first drive... Because Hightower got eight in a row there. Yes. In the first drive. Then alone. it would be fifteen to fifteen. Right. So it was pretty pretty even moving forward there. So there you go. Um Ezekiel Elliott in basically three quarters of work. He good. Yep. Ninety two rush yards, two touchdowns. He's absurd. Uh Frank Gore sixty on the ground, eleven through the air, two touchdowns. Jay Ajayi continues to impress. One eleven on the ground and a touchdown as well. Let's talk about wide receiver top performers. Mike Wallace. 124 receiving yards, 95 of it came out an inside slant to the house. How does that make sense? He had a touchdown as well. Odell Beckham Jr., less than 50 yards receiving again, but it didn't matter in terms of fantasy because he had two touchdowns. A little bit of a, I don't know, man. I, 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 worry, I worried about this with Jordy Nelson early in the season. I, I'm starting to worry about it with Odell Beckham Jr. The yardage is not there. And I'm starting to get a little bit worried. Eh, he has like the same amount of receiving yards that he did in the first uh, first eight games of last season. Is that true? Yes. All right. I mean, he did have a 228 yard game against Baltimore this year, but at right. the same time, like I think that uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't go freaking out. I'm not worried. All right, there you go. Rashard Matthews, 63 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, fun fact: two wide receivers over the last five weeks have five touchdowns. Mike Evans. And Rashard Matthews. Like we, just like we all figured. <laughs> so here's a question, though, right? about Rashard Matthews. Perfect. I was just writing this up in the opportunity yes. report, too. All five of his touchdowns have come in the red zone. He's had five red zone targets. He's had five red zone touchdowns. To me, that screams you know, regression. regression. Like time. that's not gonna happen. That's oh, not yeah, going no to way. continue to happen. But his playing time is also on the rise. Yeah, his yeah. quarterback's play is also on the rise. So we've got rising and rising and falling and falling potentially. Well, what I do think, I do? I think I think the the interesting topic here is the fact that while we have you know we have lamented 
Allen Robinson and DeAndre Hopkins being brought down by their quarterback play. I think you can look at the opposite in Tennessee and see Ooh. guys like Rashard Matthews and Kendall Wright who yeah. have been helped by the fact that their quarterback has gotten better as the season has gone along. And so now I know it's never exciting or sexy or fun to talk yeah. about Titans wide receivers, but oh. – those guys have started to be a little more productive in the last Yeah, few at years. least the one that's leading the team in snaps is producing because Tajay Sharp was just out there moon, right. moonwalking around the field <laughs> and not getting any fantasy points. I feel bad for Tajay Sharp in a way because, I mean, yeah, he was not performing, but at the same time, like, he's a freaking fifth-round fifth rookie. rookie. Right. Like, right. And they're just going to toss him out there they're and just, be like, you're our number one X receiver. Go beat the top corner and that, press coverage. It's every just week. that there was a lot of hype, some of it coming so from this oh, room, oh, hell yeah. about him in the first couple weeks. In fact, that first week or two, he actually was really good, and there was right. all this hype, and then you know, reality set in. Yeah, like – 50 or 60 yards each of those. Right, weeks. but there's all this like, Tajay Sharp, he, keep an Show eye Sharp. Had, he had 70-something yards at one point. Show Sharp, baby, let's but go. But also, Kendall Wright's snap percentage did go over 50%, I think for the first time, 66% mm-hmm. uh, last week. That's probably also because Andre Johnson yeah, uh, retired. I, I think Rashard Matthews is a good person to add this. I was kind of surprised he was uh, under the radar so long for the Titans, and now they paid him. He's making the most money of any receiver on that roster yeah. right now, and he's playing like he could be a number one wide receiver. And while all of his touchdowns have come in the red zone, they were using him deep earlier, too. Yes. So he has that in his repertoire. He's not a, a, you know, a number one surefire wide receiver, but, hell, all you want is production right now, and he's doing it. Speaking of number one surefire yes. wide receivers. Oh, Michael Thomas. You're Gotta getting ahead be. of me here. Uh, here's the thing. I was I, I, Thank you. Thank you. He's serving it up. Uh, I know that Michael Thomas uh, played the San Francisco 49ers, but, I mean, gosh, he looks great. Yeah. 73 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he's just been sterling the last month. Uh, yeah, I mean, he he is the number one receiver on this team. And, you know, I know it's been easy and fun to compare him to Marcus Colston. Right. I, think, I don't think they're 100% the same guy. Uh, they play similar roles, They though. play similar no, roles. I kind of disagree with yeah, that. No, Thomas though. plays outside. Colston always played in the slot. Yeah, Snead's been well, primarily a slot player. But Colston was also maybe, a tight end at one point in his yeah. life. That's why I think Thomas is like a souped-up version of of Marcus Colston in a way. Okay. All right, yeah, but I think he's the he's the top receiver on this team, no question about it. He offers a lot more than any of the other guys do on a consistent week to week basis. He's only crossed a hundred yards. He's only crossed eighty yards receiving one time, but he's such a monster in the red zone, and uh, he's just a consistent player. You think anyone? Let, let's say you had Jarvis Landry. You think anyone would trade? You, Michael Thomas, for Jarvis no. Landry? No, there, right are, now. there are very No way. I wouldn't have done that like after three weeks of the season. Mm. All right, there you go. Let's go to tight end position. Jason Witten. Jason Witten. Mm. Tight ends against the Browns, guys. He back. What Jason Witten with his, his first 100-yard receiving game since week 17 of 2013. 2013? 2013. Oh uh, tight God, ends against the Browns great. is like the Doyle oh rules with tight ends yeah. against the Lions. You just got to start them. He had 134 yards. Their linebacker, touchdown. like, I would have loved to see in the next-gen stats the Crazy. separation he had at the catch point because they just kept losing him. And this is Jason wide Witten. open. This is not, like, a fast, athletic guy in the prime of his career. This is a, a guy surefire who, Hall of Famer, but in the twilight of his career who's literally just walking routes a and, guy, like, a guy who passes. A guy who runs like he's got spikes on ice. I mean, you also saw – I mean, like, Dak Prescott's like, oh, for reals? Oh, okay, here you go. Boom. Yeah. You That's go. what's so great about Dak Prescott is, like, he – no question about it, just like 
Who's the open guy? Like, yeah. You know, if it's a Dez week like last week, he's fine throwing Dez 14 targets. If it's a situation where he's not the open guy, then he throws it to Beasley and Witten and all that. Vance McDonald, 84 yards and a touchdown. Most of it came on one play. Yeah. Antonio Gates, 75 yards and a touchdown. He got work early, but then kind of lost in the second half there. Greg Olson was his usual solid self, 52 yards and a touchdown as well. By the way, the tight end position continues to be an absolute mess. All right, let's talk about biggest disappointments for Lance Sunday. Kendrick had 90 yards. Oh, good God. Dude, he dropped a touchdown. Did you guys see the touchdown he dropped? Yes. Yeah, it was pretty. Oh, it was my. so bad. It was, it was terrible. Yeah, it was not great. It was no bueno. Uh, let's talk about biggest disappointments for Sunday. I felt like there wasn't really any quarterbacks that disappointed. Am I wrong in saying that? Big Ben even had a, a usable fantasy day. I mean, I mean, if you streamed Ryan Tannehill like I did in right. a spot. And You're a Stafford, yeah, you know, Stafford Ryan was Daniel. bailed out by overtime. Cam, I mean, he was in yeah, a tough spot. Cam was not great. What did he have? 14. Okay. It was such a disaster of a week for quarterback streaming anyways. Yeah. Like we kind of expected that. All right. There but sure. All right. Running backs. Lev Bell, 32 on the ground, 38 through the air. That one sucked. That one was no bueno. Ravens Actually, defense is for real, man. Can we go back to something? This, yes, this, no. this only has mild fantasy implications. But at some point, are the Steelers going to go to Ben Roethlisberger and say, hey, I appreciate you wanting to hurry back and try to be the hero, but – you're not helping anybody. It doesn't seem to work out very. You're well. not helping anybody. I mean, like he's done this a number of times, and yeah. you know the the stats have kind of come out about his. What is he now? Two and six in the first game back after injury or something right. like that. And the he passer, more, back to more interceptions and touchdowns. The passer rating is seventy, and so like I'm sure everybody appreciates the fact that he wants to try to hurry back and help the team, but right. he's not helping the not team. Helping I mean, it probably made more sense when Charlie Batch was back there. As a backup? Right. Or the other option is maybe they go out and invest in a quality backup. I think it, like that is, that's the message. <laughs> Look, Pittsburgh, your starting quarterback gets hurt every year. Maybe do something other than like this is the year Bruce Gradkowski will come through for us. The Steelers are a different team on the road too, man. Yeah, that's true. They're 1-3 yes, on the true. road this year. And the Ravens always and seem to play them very tight. Too. Yeah. They've also gotten whooped on the road in those three losses. Yeah. The Miami, the Philadelphia, and now this game. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, even from the Baltimore side and also on Pittsburgh too, like I'm kind of tempted to just throw this game out like all together just because these games always seem to go this way between Baltimore. They and do. Oh, it's so weird. All right. Terrence West, 21 rushing yards, six uh, receiving yards. Sue me. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Dog, you're all right. (laughs) Uh, Charkandrick West, a lot was expected out of Charkandrick West. Uh, A lot of folks had him pegged as a top 10 running back play, and he probably was a top 10 running back play. He just didn't quite get there. 39 uh, rushing yards and 35 receiving yards. Uh, basically put up Lev Bell numbers there, uh, and he was a disappointment. I <laughs> but think. not in a good way. <laughs> uh, not in a good way. Well, he only saw 16 touches, which I think if, if you were going to go into this game, you would have probably taken the over on that. Oh, yeah. I, I right. would have. I right. like. I mean, especially yeah. with Jamal Charles being on IR. Right. They just brought Niall Davis back. Spencer Ware was out. Like, you would have definitely think 20 touches. Quarterback. Yeah, you would have definitely thought, like, 20 touches. Easy. And you got, I mean – like we know, he's not a great runner, and th- that was even the stat we had coming into this yeah, game. Yeah, on Friday, Tag Barry pointed out he needed eighteen touches. Eighteen to touches. He did not hit that. So I mean, I think that, like, whoops. Sorry about, you, sorry about your luck, dog. All right, there you go. Jarek McKinnon uh, was coming back from an ankle injury. Apparently, he came back a little too soon. He only had pulled eight, a Ben. He only had eight rushing yards. Yep, seven carries. I don't think he had a reception either. He had seven carries. Yeah. Yep. Holy Asiata hell. had nine for like twenty something, and Hillman had seven for thirty. Yep. Oh my god. Yep. That was the leader, 7 for 30. That's 
Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, from the wide receiver position, Jarvis Landry, just 33 yards. That's not good. Des Bryant. Can we talk about Des Bryant? 19 yards for Des. Uh, he didn't look great out there. He didn't see a lot of targets either, but that's okay. I mean, at least he had 19 yards per catch. <laughs> True. It was a, it was a boat race, and uh, yeah. you know, number one feature wide receivers if they don't score early in a boat race, don't tend to put up a ton of fantasy. Points. All right, there yeah. You go. yeah, I mean, this is Mark Sanchez got into this game. This is a pretty like yeah, right. Like Sanchez and Morris were taking snaps in the fourth quarter. I mean, this is a classic example of like this is why I get so frustrated doing fantasy sometimes because it's like you get people like, what do I do about Des Bryant? Like, what what like what do you what like. It's too bad. you got to take these L's sometimes <laughs> because that's the way football works. I remember tweeting out, I think, after the Thursday night game, something about Julio Jones and or even before that. And they're like, oh, yeah, but the Falcons never throw to Julio Jones. I'm like, well, I don't think that they're suffering too much from it. Just like right. I don't think the Cowboys suffered from Dez going one for 19 last week. Like, it's true. This is football. It happens. All right, there you go. Brandon Marshall, we <laughs> talked about extensively, 45 yards for him. He was a disappointment. Jeremy Macklin, he injured his groin in the very first series. He had uh, zero points. He only played two snaps, I think. Yeah, so, wow. So that wasn't good, but uh, we'll see. Uh, apparently he could be missing this game as well. So we'll see, and we'll keep an eye on Jeremy Macklin, who's kind of sort of been a season-long disappointment anyway. Yeah, it's All right, rough. <clears throat> Marvin Jones, the former Cal product. Hopefully. Oh, boy. Hopefully you sat him against the Vikings. I know. Everything pointed to sit him. Yeah, that's true. He only had five receiving yards. Week three, Marvin Jones had that big game, 205 receiving yards. Can we edit this part of the podcast out? No, I don't want to hear this. You can mute. In all the other games since then. Oh, God. Was he your March to 1100? Uh, Not this year. I thought it was Dante Moncrief this year. Was that last year? No, no. last year was Moncrief. Oh, no, no, was. Marvin Jones is. Yeah. He's yeah. probably still going to hit it. Sorry. Just because of those well, first few games. So, Sorry, right. so week, week three, he had 205 receiving yards. And all the other games combined since then, 253. Dang. Oh, that's. Uh, this is true. That's exactly what that is. They've had. Uh, they, the uh, Lions have to play Minnesota again in like two weeks, too. Correct. So. Oh boy! Yeah, watch and, out! And, and watch out! Xavier Rhodes didn't even shadow uh, Marvin Jones in this right. game. I mean, look, I, this is another situation where like the Lions are functioning well, spreading the ball out. Yeah, I mean they they definitely had some success with Jones there as the number one receiver, but I think defenses have adjusted, and that's opened up opportunities for Golden Tate for Eric Ebron, who's seen 18 targets in the last two weeks since returning from injury. Yep. He's been a key part of the offense. Anquan I mean, Bolden, too. Which? Anquan Bolden, yeah, he continues to be a hoss in the red zone. Hoss. By the way, James, uh, uh, Marvin Jones is on pace for 1,174 yards. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. Uh, <laughs> let's go. Anyways, Ebron is a perfect segue into the waiver wire, which I'll Please. speed through so we can get to daps and get uh, out of here. Okay. Uh, check out both articles, NFL.com slash waivers, NFL.com slash deep dive. But as you mentioned, Harmon, Ebron, 18 targets over the last two games, 14 catches, buck 71. They're going on a bye this week. Good player to stash, though, because now rather than waiting you know, before his next matchup. By the way, he's starting to get healthy. Getting healthy, and he's, he's an excellent Playing target well. for them. Uh, James Starks, I think, is one of the top priorities this week on the waiver wire. The Packers' backfield situation right now is unsustainable, to put it in a word. Relying on some sort of four-headed monster of Ty Montgomery, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Ripkowski, and Don Jackson. <laughs> With a little Adams and Cobb sprinkled right. in for good measure. They've trusted Starks with a full workload before, and he practiced last week. They, I think they're expecting him back this coming week, and I would expect him to get 
15 to 20 touches a game if he's fully healthy. Wow, that's quick. Okay. Uh, yes, uh, J.J. Nelson, good wide receiver to pick up. Uh, the Cardinals run three wide receiver sets frequently, and he'll be a starter in those. Jamison Crowder, also a guy to check out from Washington. He has been on a roll there lately for them and is probably Cousins' favorite target. Uh, mentioned the handcuffs there. Jake Cutler, I think, is an interesting streaming quarterback this week. Hell yeah. Against who? He's playing Tampa. Tampa Bay. He put up 250-plus yards and a touchdown against the Vikings in his first game back. We know he loves to chuck those YOLO balls. The, <laughs> the Buccaneers can't cover anybody. It could be a good week to stream Cutler. Yeah. Uh, and then CJ Fedorowicz. So we mentioned him earlier. He's coming off his bye. He's a good player to pick up if you need help at tight end. Hmm. Hey, so. little, little teaser here because you mentioned J.J. Nelson. You should turn your TVs to NFL Network's Fantasy and Friends tomorrow, Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, because I hear two idiot bearded men might be talking about him on the network. Whoa. Oh, dang. Here we go. Oh, oh man. Wow, oh, boy. But yeah, anyways, <laughs> NFL.com slash deep dive, NFL.com slash waiver wire. I think I covered something like 32 players in Why? those two articles. So No, the, I, read, it. I read the waiver wire last night. It was long. As it should be. A lot of guys in there. All those guys are taken in my league. There are comments. <laughs> there are comments like that in the comments. There are, and then the comments of other people flaming those people. So. Yeah, people get real mad at each other. How many page views are you getting per word on that one? There. That's a good mm, question. That's a good question. Let's go back and look at those numbers. Okay, Gotta have to decide whether to take it or not. All right, should we get to Dap? Yes. This is the day. All righty, daily dap time. Let's go around the horn. Matt Franciscovich, the franchise, and one half of the fantasy hipsters. Give me a daily dap, sir. All right, I'm gonna daily dap a T-shirt company called Buck Mason. That Buck was Mason? they were actually on Shark Tank a while ago. If you guys ever watched Shark Tank, I love Shark Tank. I'm on their email list, and they've had this T-shirt. They're known for like super soft, comfortable, high quality T-shirts. Which right. oh, get a. Get a bag of like three Hanes for $8 at Walmart. Yeah, but nah, these are nice t-shirts, man. Okay. Good quality, made in America. And you but are really they had, filling the role of this hipster. They've thing. had like this. <laughs> I, I'm on their email list, and they've yeah. had this one shirt that I've been trying to get. It keeps Every time they get it in stock, it sells out in 48 hours. And I finally today got myself one. There's a lot of hipsters. So what, what is the shirt? What is it's the shirt? just like a um, tri-blend like gray cotton t-shirt. Wow. And, we, just, uh, we just dropped tri-blend. <laughs> yeah, buddy. It's oh, super. Boy. It's supposedly super soft. And uh, how, much I, are they, how much are they paying you for this read? <laughs> They're not. <laughs> dude, you got, it's a daily dab. You've got side sponsorships? <laughs> no. Okay. I'm just pumped that I got this T-shirt that keeps selling out because I've been trying to get it. Harmon's upset at you when you live. He's, he's thinking. He like, also Whoa. said he had to buy, try and buy this T-shirt multiple times. That's not a sponsorship. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's how they. That's how they. That's how they fool you. And right. I, I know it's winter time, but when you live in Southern California, T-shirts are key. There it is. So okay, Buck Alex. Mason, nice T-shirt. Mason, let's go. <laughs> Alex Kellar, was kid from Wisconsin. Do Why is that to, funny? Do you have any Corpo sponsorships you'd like to get out? Corpo, there? I do not have sponsorships. First thing I want to I want to give a daily dap to the iguana snake chase video oh that was caught Bonkers, by man. storm this morning. Amazing. It was a a clip from an episode of Planet Earth series two that's I think airing on the BBC right now. We'll get it over here eventually. This was like one of the best chase scenes like I've ever seen in cinema, real life. Bonkers. How did they get this cinema. footage? Unbelievable. There were it's like so jib good. boom cams like scrolling across <laughs> the probably, sand. Probably all drones and stuff. Yeah. But I like the timing of it. Oh, man. It's inc- it is incredible. It's awesome yeah, stuff. It's- 
and it's edited together really well. But I like everybody was tweeting about it, so I was like, "Fine, I'll watch this stupid video." And then I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> and somebody did a cut up of it with the primetime music. Sick. The, the primetime music. Sick. Even when you first sent it over Slack, I was like, "I don't." Yeah, care you were naysaying. It. Of course, classic. But uh, it was <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And Planet then, Earth is sick. And too. then Harmon's over at his desk, like clapping and getting up out of his chair. I'm like, "Oh, we got away from yeah. the snakes!" Spoiler alert. Dude, what the hell, bro? I haven't seen him again. <laughs> anyway. But he might have gotten back. It might have got him again. What you got to watch it to Jay, find out Jay, what happened. It's in There are twists in turns. What a jerk. Though. We'll it's blow amazing. your mind. I uh, haven't seen it yet. I can't wait to. You should and watch then, it. It's cut so this great. out of the podcast. Anti-dap to this new trend that we learned about. Like, I got... <laughs> Harmon and I, I think, are it's both not really new. Well, well, I don't follow trends like that. That are this. Uh, just to be clear, Harmon's been in this clothing club for like, for a while, for two I've, years. And you what just, are we talking? You just okay, so anyways, 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 there's like about? one of those clothing clubs where they send you clothes. Like I don't yeah, have time to go. Sh- yeah, one of yeah, the yeah, subscription okay. things. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't have time to go shop during the season. So Harmon had had one. Franchise has talked about them. I got one. Okay. And they sent me this nice pair of jeans and a sweater, and I just threw it on this morning and like okay. walked out the door. Yeah. Didn't realize the sweater's like a damn nightshirt. <laughs> Like I'll stand up, James. You can okay. see it, but it's literally like I could wear oh, it. I could wear it and not be revealing on either the front yeah. or the back. This it's, is true. This he, is how they make these shirts. Now. And franchise. He, he looks like, like uh, one of the grandparents in Charlie and the Chocolate. Or Factory. I'm supposed to have Peter Pan <laughs> jump through my bedroom window and well, take the, off to Neverland. It soon. does kind of look like a like a shirt that's a night shirt because it's fitted, but. It is really long. And it's like it flares out a little bit. Like I could probably get a good twirl if I did that. <laughs> but anyways, like franchise said this is the this is like the look in Hollywood now. Guys That's will wear style. like flannel shirts midway down their thighs and That's like a true. jean jacket over it. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Not they, a good I've look. seen that you, in Hollywood, yeah. yeah. It's no longer Yeezy season. <laughs> it's Gelhar season. No, it's did you, did you it's see, Yeezy season. Geezy. Oh great! Did you see the Did you see the <laughs> Photoshop I did of of uh? Yes. Of, yeah, this is gonna, this, I see it. That's going to turn out well on the podcast. I see. I don't care. You about tweet that. it out. I don't care. Tweet it. Let me see Geezy season. I'll after the podcast goes up. I'll tweet. Uh, right. Yeah. There you go. There you go. MG, my guy, Marcus Grant. What's up? Uh, both a uh, a DAP and an anti DAP go out to America. America. Oh, oh, oh man, on. this is gonna end. Well, bad. I mean, because Come on, America. Is, Daps because election day is tomorrow. Yes, which means we we made it, y'all. Um, because it's been it's wait. been a slog. Uh, it has not always been great, and so I guess the 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 dap to the fact that we somehow have survived this latest round of electioneering, um, that somehow takes. A year and a half, where in other countries it takes you know six weeks. Unbelievable. Um, we have somehow turned this into a year and a half sport, which is not entertaining. Uh, Anti dap though to America because it has also brought out the worst in us. Oh my um, lord! I, on 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 every side of it, it has it's brought the out truth. the worst in it's us. It's the truth. Uh, but that all said, go vote. Um, I I decided to spend my Saturday uh, sitting at home and going through my ballot and reading all the measures and trying to like, be you know a responsible citizen and being prepared for this whole go. thing um That's some serious adulting you did I did a lot of adulting don't don't here's a I also crushed the six pack while I was doing this so <laughs> let's crushed. not let's not think that I was being fully nice uh, but like it. but seriously I mean go vote get out there you know at least at least Express your your vote and your opinion on what you want the country to be for the next four years. So yeah. there you go. There you go. Beautiful. All right. Let's go to the other half of the fantasy hipsters. West Virginia's finest, Matt Harmon. What's going on? Yeah. So today is my dad's birthday. So Happy birthday. Daily wow. daps to my dad. He's 67. Good stuff. Almost man. nice. 
Okay. Oh, oh, my, oh my God, when he has his 69th birthday, you know what I mean. Nice. <laughs> no, but yeah, so uh, daily daps to dad. He's He's been a, a hell of a good dad so far, and I expect nothing more than that going forward. You should Just try in your next two years in this industry to befriend Gronk and then have him give your dad a call. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> hey, man. You're, Challenge accepted. You're already <laughs> best friends with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And, I'm also. And Marquette King. Yeah. And Marquette who King. Is like, is, who's everybody's is, new favorite football player. I know. And literally cool. your friend. And he follows me on Twitter. Cool well, he, name dropper. Obviously. Because yeah. you're friends. Franchise, you want to pick that up for him? I think he dropped that. Yeah, there's there, like so. seven names I didn't names drop on it. He dropped, he dropped it for you're me. Both s- these guys dropped the names. I just, I'm <laughs> talking about my father. Whatever, name dropper. Oh, <laughs> get out of here. Uh, daily daps to the, I don't, who who do I daily dap? This, the graphics team? Me. The save your <laughs> season week Oh, yeah, the social Pictures? team, I think, had a lot to oh do with it. Social yeah. and the photo team. Those yeah. are cool as hell. Oh, is that the Marcus Whoa, one? Whoa, Marcus is Spider-Man. It's cool. Spider-Man? Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Are there, is that's there how they, than one of it? No, no. That's how they say it in England. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm appealing uh, to the... That's uh, so nerd. sick. Spider-Man hey, can't having, be black, yo. We're having... Uh, dip, I know. I asked, asked Donald, Donald Glover, Glover right? I'm the franchise English. said it like they live down the street. We're going to go have dinner at the Spider-Man's. You know? <laughs> 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 Listen, I'm telling you. like That's how the English say it, bro. Oh, my God. Aqu- 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 the Hulk. He looks awesome. Like... Vitamins and glaciers. It's uh, <laughs> Spider-Man. Spider-Man and uh, Bat- but no, they Batman, did. If you guys haven't Superman. seen, if you guys haven't seen uh, the pictures, they're pretty cool. So they're having this whole. Uh, and MG, maybe you could explain it better than me. But it's Save Your Season Week uh, on NFL Fantasy Live. Save uh, your season. Basically, what is it like? Viewers and stuff. They like send email questions, you guys, send questions you know, about tweet questions, whatever. Get them in. Season. Right, like you know, you are trying to make a playoff push. You're trying right. to you know that last that last little bit to. Try to rectify things, and so right. all week long we are, you know, on NFL Fantasy Live on social media. In yeah, fact, yeah. Uh, on Tuesday I think I'm doing a Q and A Q&A session. Akbar did one on Monday, uh, so yeah, all week long. Uh, oh, I'll be having okay. Some that's questions. the that's the unimportant part. The important part <laughs> is the fact that now with this promotional blitz, they the graphics team or whatever put together uh, these pictures with basically Marcus's head on Spider-Man and, like, Akbar's on Spider-Man. the Hulk. Spider-Man, sorry. <laughs> one, of the right. spider, one of the Spider-Mans. And, uh, one of the Spider-Mans and uh, Akbar's on the Hulk. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> What? Oh, my God. We're so far off the rails. How are we still <laughs> That was right That was now. wrong. <laughs> oh, we were teetering on and off the rails for so long. And now we're gone. Oh, okay. All right. So, anyways, if you haven't seen the pictures, go online. You go to my Twitter account. I tweeted out go. mine at least. Yeah, yeah. And I believe Akbar may have tweeted his. Yeah, so I, I quote, NFL I quote fantasy tweeted it is, with yeah. uh, some Nickelback lyrics. Yes, it's you did. Pretty to, sweet. To you guys I back. noticed that. What? It is, what? Uh, it's pretty well, good. Well, because it was the picture, I think, from the first Spider Man like poster that they did <laughs> Spider-Man. for Marcus' Spider Man. Sorry. <laughs> for Marcus's <laughs> image. So, I quote tweeted it with because Nickelback did with the. Guy. Oh, the. That hero, a hero can save, can save oh, yeah. us. I'm not gonna stand here. Oh God! <laughs> end stop. the show Please. right now. Yeah, let's, 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 let's end let's the show. <laughs> so I quote tweeted Marcus's picture with that <laughs> lyric. I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> what? Oh, what? what the hell? So, <laughs> oh my God! How do how do we just get paid for that? Let's just go! <laughs> oh my God! Oh, for the franchise, for MG, for Alex, for Matt Harmon, I'm James Cole. We'll see you. See you later.
Well, you know, he does have a horse. Does he bring it around Eric Berry to scare the shit out of him? Eric Berry. Does Eric Berry not like horses? Eric Berry is apparently deathly <laughs> is, uh, afraid of horses. NFL Films Presents thing. Is he eating pretzels? I was going to say, actually, pretzels it might be some, some sort of snack. You guys can it's turn pretzels off those cheeses, you realize. I don't know. I'm kind of entertained. Unless you want this insight into Man, he's Dennis. really going at it right now. <laughs> whatever, he's watch, whatever he's watching is he's super He's like, more intense. snacks. He didn't like the pretzel, he, so he changed it out for a Cheez-It. Oh. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.